As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right, we are back with another episode of the Daily Ding You, presented by BetMGM, Michael Beller and Brian Bennett here with you. It is Final Four time. Brian, three teams that no, no one's really surprised to see. Gonzaga, of course. Baylor, of course. Houston, the two seed. No one's surprised to see them in this position. And then the UCLA Bruins, the 11 seed, rounding everything out. They were down by, what, like eight or ten with four minutes left in the first four against Michigan State. They could have easily been the literal like third team eliminated from the tournament or fourth team eliminated from the tournament and now here they are in the final four it has been a hell of a run to get here and very excited for the three games that we still have ahead of us here what a cinderella story this little team from westwood <laughs> just 11 national titles to its belt <laughs> the cinderella's run if i've ever seen one but uh, yeah crazy crazy times ucla and are we going to talk about the the Michigan bandwagon that I jumped on that crashed off a cliff and just <laughs> I, do lost I blame its wheels you? And <laughs> do I blame you for this? And ride right Michigan so. every step along the way. Good against LSU. Really good <laughs> against Florida State. And then, man, forty nine points. Too much weight. In the, <laughs> Too much weight on that bandwagon. I guess I comes crashing on down. The rough. Yeah, it was. Yeah. it was a rough night, a rough night for the Michigan offense, a rough night for Franz Wagner. But hey, that's behind us and we are looking ahead of us at what is coming our way in the final four. So that's what we're going to do in this episode of the Dingue. It's going to be a quick one. We're just going to set the final four, look at some of the futures odds to win the championship, look at some of the most outstanding player odds, a quick look at from the sports book with Seamus McGee and then We'll talk about a quick look also, an early look at the final four games themselves. We'll be back again tomorrow to really break down those games. But Brian, let's jump on in. Let's take a look at the new national championship odds that we now have with the final four Mm -hmm. set. Gonzaga minus 225 before the uh, Elite Eight, I want to say. Definitely before the Sweet 16, you could get them as good as plus 150. But now here they are minus 225 after just absolutely dismantling USC in the Elite Eight. Baylor actually up to plus 375. This is something that has changed from the time that I made this slide like an hour ago uh, until uh, we just started the show. Baylor's now at plus 375. Houston at plus 600. UCLA at plus 2,500. I, Brian, I, I can't, no matter, unless I had like 
225k to bet. I can't uh, go ahead and um, put out a bet of Gonzaga at minus 225. It's just very hard to want to make a bet like that. I would rather figure out other ways to bet on Gonzaga. To me, the only line here, the only possible way you could go with this to try to uh, make some money and not just throw it away is on Baylor at the plus 375. I think that's probably right, especially we've talked all year that we thought Baylor and Gonzaga are the top two teams in the country. Mm-hmm. Pretty good chance they're going to meet up for the national title, although you can't really rule Houston out. Houston has uh, looked really good the last couple games, matches up pretty well. So maybe a little, maybe, maybe you could – Throw a little bit on Houston if you really, really believe there. But it is so hard to go against Gonzaga the way they've looked uh, throughout the season, especially throughout this tournament. There's so, so dominant that that minus 225 might actually be a pretty good value for the way they're playing. I mean, we were talking about it before the USC game, right? And we said, like, you know, USC on paper, if a team was going to be able to slow down Gonzaga's efficiency or chip away at Gonzaga's efficiency and take some possessions out of the game and make them a little bit uncomfortable on paper, USC was built to do that, but that's just not, that's, you got to score. I think that we, if we, if we needed one last nudge over the, you have to score to beat Gonzaga cliff, we got that in that elite eight matchup with USC. And that's why to me, it is Baylor, the one team that can beat them. Like I would say that, like Houston is a better team than Iowa, but Iowa would be a more dangerous team against Gonzaga than Houston would have been because Iowa can score the ball. Iowa, when they were still playing basketball, could score it with the best of them in the country, and you just have to score to beat this Gonzaga team. And I really think Baylor getting hot, those three shooters all knocking down shots, is the only way any team is going to be able to knock off Gonzaga. So I really hope we do get that as the national championship game. The Baylor-Houston matchup will be interesting, but again, Houston with the AAC schedule they played, with the NCAA tournament schedule they played, a big step Mm -hmm. up in weight class against Baylor in the Final Four. Let's take a look at some of the most outstanding player odds that we have uh, now with the Final Four set. No surprise to see Drew Timmy, Corey Kispert at the top, Timmy at plus 250, Kispert at plus 450. Then we've got Jared Butler, Jalen Suggs, Macy Oteague, Davion Mitchell. You have to get all the way down to Quentin Grimes at plus 1,000, the seventh long odds uh, before you get someone who is not a member of Gonzaga or Baylor. I got to say, Brian, I'm kicking myself a little bit. When we talked about this uh, at the start of the Elite Eight, I looked at Davion Mitchell. might have been the Sweet 16, but I looked at Davion Mitchell. I think he was sitting at like plus 2,000, and I was like, man, Mm-hmm. Davion Mitchell, 20 to 1 odds. If Baylor does end up pulling off this uh, upset against Gonzaga in the, in the championship game, we know it's going to be one of those three guys, almost certainly, who ends up being most outstanding player. Now you see he is way down uh, in that market. I wish I would have jumped in at 20 to 1. Mm-hmm. I can't really advise jumping in at the number now because basically, for me, just like I said, this is Baylor or no, or no one in the national championship market. To me, it's almost. Jalen Suggs are no one uh, in this market because it almost feels like whoever is the Gonzaga player who is the next, who has the best two next games is going to be the most outstanding player. Yeah. And you can get Jalen Suggs for just about the same price as you can uh, there for Davion Mitchell. So that's yeah. a, that's a tough, tough call to go with Mitchell, but yeah, it's going to be hard to, uh, for me to go against Drew Timmy at this point, only because right. he absolutely dominated Evan Mobley, which is not something I expected to see. And, Wow, that guy is playing great. And then you look at the teams that are still out there, and, and none of them really have a dominant big man. You know, they have mm-hmm. uh, some options there, obviously, and a lot of them are, are good defensively inside. But there's no Evan Mobley on any of these remaining teams. In fact, <laughs> a lot of the most of the teams play through their wings and their guards. So 
yeah, if Drew Timmy can do that to Evan Mobley, uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I think he may just have a, an absolute field day this weekend. Two and a half to one on the money that you get with Drew Timmy, not bad as well for me. Like if I was if I was picking literally who I think is going to be the most outstanding player, it would be Drew Timmy. But mm-hmm. if you're telling me I can get two and a half to one on my money on Timmy or five and a half to one on Jalen Suggs. And I'll sit back and say, yeah, maybe the guy who's about to be the second or third overall pick in the draft in a couple of months gets hot, scores 60 points in uh, the Final Four and National Championship game combined and gets the most outstanding player. I feel pretty good about that. And the fact that we have six players from Gonzaga and Baylor as our first six guys here tells you just how much of an uphill climb that Houston and UCLA face uh, going into these matchups that they have on Saturday. And I will say, like, just from a betting standpoint, like, I don't think you bet Houston. If you really, really think Houston's going to win at plus 600, I'd rather just throw a little bit of money on Quentin Grimes at plus 1,000 or Dejan Giroux, who I think is plus 2,000. Like, I would do that before I would take Houston and try to juice my odds a little bit. Uh, but we can talk about that with someone who uh, is uh, looking at this from behind the scenes. That is Seamus McGee from BetMGM. Seamus, uh, this is an exciting time, as we were talking about before we got going here. It's opening day. Today, Brian's got that stupid little Cardinals thing up behind his yeah. head, uh, getting ready uh, for opening day. We're very excited for that. We've got the Final Four coming our way. Uh, just so much excitement in the sports world. So I'm sure a very busy time at the book as well. Uh, let's take a look at uh, some of the things that have happened. What sort of futures action uh, have you seen? Have you guys taken since the final four was set? We know you have some liability on Gonzaga going back to like November, but since the final four has been set, what sort of action have you seen coming in? So yeah, we're still we're still seeing money. Some uh, the money come in on Gonzaga, uh, believe it or not, even at the short price. But uh, we're also starting to see some money come back in on Baylor. Uh, we're a little higher than most bucks. Uh, on Baylor, so don't mind seeing some Baylor business coming in. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 Gonzaga and Baylor pretty much all the way through. Yeah. Um, it's a recurring theme you'll see <laughs> uh, over the course of this weekend. It's it's, it's Gonzaga and Baylor. So that's pretty much it for the uh, as far as the futures go right now. Mm-hmm. Seamus, uh, both of course Gonzaga and Baylor, pretty big favorites. Gonzaga, a whopping 14-point favorite, and Baylor, I believe, five-point favorite. Uh, have you seen any changes uh, in those lines uh, since the Final Four was set? So we hung 13-and-a-half when it opened and almost immediately went up to 14. Uh, some books starting to tinker with going to 14-and-a-half, but it's one-way traffic on the favorites on both games. Um, I'm talking like 70 80% handles on uh, the favorites. money line and the spreads. Uh, Baylor, it's still, we're still seeing a consistent stream of Baylor money, but we're still hanging at minus five right now. So we'll see how that goes in the coming days uh, leading up to Saturday. It's not a surprise, as Brian said. I mean, we identified Gonzaga and Baylor in November as two teams that were clearly set apart from the pack. And off the top of my head, I can't remember a one-two holding this strongly all the way through the season, the way that Gonzaga and Baylor have held here and now uh, clearly the top two teams in the final four. Let's take a look at some uh, most outstanding player odds. Brian and I were just talking about that. You've got the three Gonzaga guys. You've got the three Baylor guys before you get into anyone from Houston or UCLA. Have you taken any interesting action in the most outstanding player market since we got to this final four? It, just like the futures, it's like you said, it's Gonzaga and Baylor and Timmy. I mean, he's been unbelievable. So he's uh, mm-hmm. we've taken a lot of money on him, most outstanding player. Uh, 
up to this point, he's uh, he's really the only big loser on the book. Uh, but yeah, it was Timmy. We were. It, it was weird when you were making this market before the tournament started because you knew exactly who the first three names were going to be. Is just which order right. were you more confident in hanging a lower price or maybe about the same? Uh, so Timmy, uh, a- a- after that USC game, it was funny because that was supposed to be the only team we were told that could hang with Gonzaga <laughs> the way the matchups were. And like Timmy, I had a buddy told me Timmy under points today. There's no way he's going to score on Mobley. <laughs> and it was child's play out there. <laughs> I mean, the first play of the game, I think he stole the ball and just went down for two. Yep. I mean, it was it set the tone immediately right there. So for good reason, he's taken a lot of the money. And then, yeah, it takes about five more players outside of, to get to a non-Baylor Gonzaga player. Masio um, Teague, I think, is one guy who, if you look at opening odds, he's really seen his odds surge up there a lot. Um, he's played really well, so he's been getting shorter as uh, as the t- as the tournament's going on. Yeah, and Seamus, uh, let's take an early look at uh, Baylor in Houston. Anything you're seeing there in terms of the the over under or anything interesting uh, in terms of the money you're seeing in this game? So total, I think open. We opened up around one thirty six. We're down to one thirty five and a half. But um, open five, still at five. But it's been pretty steady public money coming in on Baylor. Uh, nothing too sharp yet to move the line either uh, one way or another. So we're still keeping our eye out for that. I think we're going to see that more uh, coming up to Saturday. But uh, a lot of money. It's de- we're definitely going to be once again rooting for. Uh, or, I'm sorry, I, I'm jumping ahead. <laughs> we're going to be rooting for Houston on Saturday, but um, a little preview. Yeah. We're going to be rooting for UCLA as well. <laughs> I mean, that's how that's how it always is, right at the book. You're rooting for for underdogs to uh, to prevail. Houston, UCLA, comfortable underdogs again. Uh, even that five point line on Houston with the way Baylor's played this season. I mean, is there anything, anything at all? That could you think that could turn you guys around a sharp public divide? Anything on Gonzaga UCLA? Or are you just expecting? You said one way traffic the whole way, a ton of money coming in on the Zags. For us to do anything with that line moving anywhere close to UCLA, we're going to need some pretty united sharp action going <laughs> <laughs> towards uh, towards Westwood. So it's um, yeah, I mean it's for good reason. I mean you look at UCLA, yeah they. They've the like, Juzang has been unbelievable for them, but mm-hmm. uh, they've been you could say they've been pretty lucky in a lot of these games that they've won. With when you look at free throw shooting specifically, <laughs> um, and when you're going up a team against Gonzaga that does literally nothing wrong, it's hard for the public not to back that side. So, yeah, elite elite free throw defense tends to uh, even out eventually, and UCLA <laughs> has played some elite elite level free throw defense, especially in that game against Alabama. We could have very easily been talking about an Alabama-Michigan Elite Eight game, Alabama in this spot, if Alabama could just hit even 60% of their free throws in that game. But that's what happens in a one-and-done tournament like the NCAA tournament. Seamus, thanks so much for joining us today. We'll be back with you tomorrow to take a much more in-depth look at these two games on Saturday. Can't wait. Have a good one, guys. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. All right, of course, we've still got our partnership going with BetMGM, bringing you the best exclusive offer to bet alongside us and win. Right now, Ding You listeners can get a risk-free first bet up to $600. Just sign up at BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code DAILYDING to take advantage of this special offer from the king of sportsbooks. This offer is for new customers. It is a risk-free first bet up to $600 at BetMGM.com. With the bonus code DAILYDING, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Um, all right, Brian, we're going to talk about this with Seamus, but really quick, let's just dig into these games. Baylor minus five against Houston is the first game of the day on Saturday. If you were going to create an argument for Houston in this, where do you start? How do you make that argument? Yeah, Houston is good in a lot of areas that Baylor is good, right? They're an outstanding. We've talked about it all the time. They're an outstanding offensive rebounding team, and they've shown that throughout this tournament. I think they had 19 or 20 offensive rebounds in the lead eight game. They give themselves so many second shots, and that's that's hard to overcome sometimes, especially as well as they play uh, on the defensive end. So, you know, they, Baylor also a team that likes to get its own misses and kick it out for threes, but Baylor not a great defensive rebounding team. So there's a, there's an edge, I think, for Houston possibly uh, in that area. You know, Baylor a better shooting team, but, but uh, you know, Dejan Jarreau, you mentioned earlier, who might not be a bad value pick for a most outstanding player. He's a guy who can maybe take a guy out defensively mm-hmm. of, of your game plan. And if you can do that with the one of Baylor's guards and all of a sudden you've got a shot. So I, I don't, I do think this game could be really close. I mean, Houston obviously had an easier path to the final four, but those teams were all playing very well. And Houston's been just, you know, really, really good all year long. Just one or two stumbles here and there, but I could definitely see this being a close game. Yeah, as we talked about uh, when this was first set, we had uh, you know, Ken Palm's got this as a one-point game with Baylor yeah. uh, taking the victory, but still uh, they're expecting a much closer game than the line would suggest, and maybe than a lot of people would assume with the way Baylor has played all season and the way they got to this point in Houston. Again, the first team ever to face four double-digit seeds on its way to a Final Four. Let's take a look uh, really quickly at Gonzaga and UCLA. I, I, I just don't see it. <laughs> like I, I didn't see it for USC. I don't see it for UCLA. Gonzaga is a machine. They are an absolute machine. 14 doesn't feel high enough to me. This would have to be at like 17 and a half before I consider taking UCLA. I'm on Gonzaga all day. I don't care how hard I'm riding with the public on that. I think Gonzaga wins this game comfortably. UCLA, what an awesome story to be in at this point. You cannot take anything of that away from them. But these are, I mean, this is, they're, they're play, it's like almost they're playing a different sport, Gonzaga is, than everyone not named Baylor. And I don't think UCLA, with all the magic they've had to this point, is going to be able to keep the ride going. Is there anything you see in UCLA's game that at least keeps this game close? Boy, I'm the wrong person to ask because I've been betting against UCLA this entire tournament and uh, looking like <laughs> a fool <laughs> at the end of it. So they, they have surprised me every step along the way. You know, they do have really good wings. We've seen that, you know, in the guard play sure. and, and the perimeter play. That's what won the game against Michigan. 
you know, Jacques and uh, I mispronounced his name as Hakez, I believe. Uh, Johnny Huzang, uh, you know, Tiger, uh, Tiger Campbell have all played really well. You yeah. know, and that's yeah. what you need against, uh, you know, against Gonzaga to be able to, you know, play them on the perimeter. But I don't, I just don't know how they're <laughs> going to stop this Gonzaga team. It's just such a good passing team. We talked about how they're going to get their points no matter what. UCLA scores 51 against Michigan. That was good enough. And they, what they really did was shut down Michigan's big guys. And mm-hmm. you're not really going to shut down Drew Timmy. It's just not, he's not a lumbering big guy, kind of like Hunter Dickinson is. So I just don't see it here at all. Uh, but I, <laughs> to be fair, I haven't seen it at all with UCLA this whole tournament. So give them a lot of credit for what mm-hmm. they've done. But this to me seems like a, a pretty easy win for Gonzaga. I hate to say it, but I, I think that's true. Yeah, ruthless efficiency is what really puts Gonzaga over the top. And I know I talked about this already in a previous show, but you look at their low output for the season was a 73-point game uh, that they put up against St. Mary's. And 73 points you know, feels like a win against Gonzaga. 1.09 points per possession for Gonzaga in that game. So you can maybe slow the game down and hold them in the 70 somewhere, but they are still going to be super efficient. So you better be super efficient with your possessions. I just don't see UCLA being able to do both of those things. So I will be taking Gonzaga comfortably a little uh, fast forward ahead to tomorrow's best bets, but let's wrap this up with a look at today's best bets. So really we're thinking in the futures market and I'll go first to give you a little bit of time to think again, if I'm going to be placing a future, uh, unfortunately for me, I don't have the bankroll to really make a minus 225 on Gonzaga worth it. And I just don't think Baylor is going to beat them. I think Baylor can beat them. I think if they get hot and you throw Matthew Mayer in that mix too, they could have four very hot shooters. And that's what you need to beat Gonzaga. So I think they have the horses to do it. I don't think they will. So I look into the most outstanding player market and I find Jalen Suggs again. Like this guy's about to be one of the top three picks in the NBA draft. And what, it's April 1st in like two and a half months. He's going to be one of the top three picks in the NBA draft going to a team that is going to be very, very, very happy to have him. So I could see a guy like that going off in two games and putting up 60 or 65 in these next two games and riding that to most outstanding player honor. So you get that at five and a half to one on your money. That's my best future for the final four. Give me Jalen Suggs as the most outstanding player as a bet for real. Give me Drew Timmy. I think he keeps it rolling. It's a good one. I don't really know who UCLA is going to put on Jalen Suggs. Uh, Tiger <laughs> yeah. Campbell would be giving up a lot of size there in that matchup if that's who they go with. So that, that's a good pick. Yeah, like you said, it's uh, there's some difficult ones here. Uh, not a lot, a lot of value if you really believe, uh, as most people do, that Gonzaga is this dominant. But, you know, I may go with Drew Timmy, uh, MOP, you know, Obviously, the odds aren't great. What is it? Plus 225, I believe. Something like that. 250. So, I mean, still two and a half to one ain't bad. Two and a half to one. And like I said, I I love the matchups for him in this Final Four. Obviously, he's already got some momentum from the way he's played Mm -hmm. uh, throughout this tournament. And sometimes it's in the back of voters' minds uh, how a guy played throughout the entire tournament, not just the the, the two games. So, uh, again, I, I think he's going to have huge games. In, in these two games if Gonzaga, in fact, wins the national title. So, yeah, give me two and a half times my money. Uh, I think I'll go for that. Yeah, definitely. If no one, and by no one, I really mean Kispert or Suggs, if one of those guys, maybe Joel Ayayi, if they don't like go way above and beyond over these next mm-hmm. two games, and it's just a pretty even performance across the board for Gonzaga, Timmy is definitely going into the Final Four as the clubhouse leader. So it's going to take a monumental performance from Kispert from Suggs to knock Timmy off should Gonzaga win the national championship. And we'll talk a little bit more about that on tomorrow's episode of Ding You. Thank you so much for watching. If you are listening to us on the uh, Daily Ding podcast, thank you so much for listening there 
as well. We'll be back with you tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the live stream on YouTube to talk about these games themselves and really dig into them. For Seamus McGee and Brian Bennett, I am Michael Beller. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you tomorrow.